0: Hello there, and in this episode, we're going to look at the very first um, principles of probability. Um, so, we're going to start with, by looking at randomness and fairness. So, if something is fair, it means that each outcome is equally likely. And a dice that is fair in each of a number of, then each of the numbers is equally likely to appear. So, if you roll it, you're just exactly the same chance of getting any of the numbers one to six. Same with a coin, if a coin is fair then it's equally likely that you'll get a heads or a tails. Now a coin or a dice that is not fair is called biased. And random events are ones that each outcome is uncertain. So for example if you uh, roll a normal six sided dice then the result um, could be a one or two or three or four or a five or a six, that's completely random. Something like who's going to win a football match won't be random because the teams will be better, one of the teams will be better than the other, um, even though there is an element of chance involved, it's not a completely random event. Think that about that in, a, in some sort of context. Say you've got a dice and you've it 600 times, and the number four appears 12 times. What we can say about that dice, or we can probably guess about that dice, is that First of all, it's it's not a fair dice because only twelve out of six hundred times you got a four, and also the probability um, is probably skewed towards landing, uh, skewed away from landing on a four. By that I mean it's biased against landing on a four. So think about thinking more about randomness and events. A penalty shootout could be seen as as random, although you could also say there's an element of skill involved, so not completely random. But something like rolling a dice is uh, is completely random. Now, if all the possible outcomes of an event are listed in order, uh, what you can do is you can assign probabilities to each of those, um, each of those events happening. So, um, and what you need to know is that if you add up all those probabilities, then they will add up to one. So if you list all possible outcomes, and they're all included, and also only one outcome can happen at a time, then they will add up to one. So to say for example, if you've got the probability of me finishing my glass of water in the next five minutes and also the probability of me not finishing my glass of water in the next five minutes, if you add those two together, they will be equal to one. That's because that's all of the probabilities um, involved in me finishing or not finishing my glass of water. And also, they can't both happen, so I can't both finish and not finish my glass of water. So, again, if we think about that as an example, so if we've got the probability of rolling a 5 on a biased a bias dice, sorry, if you roll a 5 on a biased dice, and the probability of that is 0.4, you need to be able to work out the probability of rolling any number which isn't a, four, a 5, sorry. So, first of all, you you know from the the question the probability of rolling a 5. And you know from what we have just talked about that the probability of not rolling a 5, when you add those two together, it will be equal to 1. So the probability of rolling a 5 plus the probability of not rolling a 5 equals 1. Now, you know the probability of rolling a 5 was 0.4. So what you can do is you can say, okay, the probability of not rolling a 5 is 1 subtract 0.4, which gives us 0.6. And remember that the probability of all possible events added up together will give you one. Now, you also need to know about something called relative frequency. Now, the relative frequency for each outcome can be calculated after a probability experiment. Now, what a probability experiment is, is if you do something like you roll a dice 150 times, And you see how many times it lands on a certain number out of how many times, how many rolls you do in total. So what we can do is we can say to work out this thing called relative frequency, we take the the number of times the event happened. So say we were looking to roll a one. The number of times a one was rolled divided by the number of trials. So how many times you did it. So number of times I rolled a one divided by how many times I uh, I tried to roll a 1 and then if we do that we can work out that what's called the relative frequency. So say we rolled a dice, I'm going to roll it 150 times and I got a 4 in 25 out of 150 times. So to calculate the relative frequency I'll do 25 divided by 150 which would be equal to 1 sixth. Now the relative frequency of an outcome in one experiment can be used to calculate what we call the expected outcomes in future experiments. So if we know the relative frequency, we can times it by the number of times we're going to try something, number of trials. So if we go back to the same example, the number of times we're going to roll a dice, and that will give me the expected frequency. And by that, I just mean how many times I expect something to happen if I try it however many times. So I can say if, if the frequency was one-sixth like it was before, and I want to do it 600 times, uh, I can expect 1 sixth times 600 um, of times that that number is going to come up. Now, if the relative frequency is, of a result is fairly different from what you'd expect from a fair dice or coin, then you conclude, can conclude that the dice or coin is probably biased. Otherwise, you can just conclude that it's a fair die, a fair um, dice or coin. Um, the reason we put probably biased in there is because it could just be um, a random chance that actually you got uh, only twelve out of one hundred times you got a six. So it might just be um, an element randomness in there, but we can say it's probably biased. Now, what is the relative frequency of picking a red ball from a bag? if a red ball is pulled out of a bag 100 times in 400 trials Now remember the relative frequency is the number of times you you succeeded in what you're trying to do divided by the number of times you tried to do it So 100 divided by 400 will give you 0.25 as the relative frequency Remember the formula for expected frequency is the relative frequency divided by the number of Trials. Now, a scenario for you, a dice is rolled 600 times, the number 1 appears 572 times. What we can say about that dice is first of all it's probably not fair and also that the dice is probably biased towards landing on 1. Let's look at um, a a similar question to one we looked at earlier. So if you've got a biased coin and one side is heads and one side is tails, the probability of getting heads is 0.8. You need to be able to work out the probability of getting tails. So remember, the probability of getting heads plus the probability of getting tails will be 1. So we know that the probability of getting heads was 0.8. So we can work out the probability of getting tails by doing 1 take away 0.8, which is 0.2. We know that because the probability of event all possible events happening added up together will be equal to one. Now, another example: thinking about expected frequency. So, the ex- an experiment showed that the relative frequency of, get, uh, of getting a two on a biased dice is zero point six. How many times would you expect to get a two if we rolled a die, roll the dice one hundred times? Remember, the expected frequency is equal to the relative frequency times by the number of trials. So if we substitute values in, the expected frequency equals 0.6 times by 100, um, because we have 0.6 is the relative frequency and 100 is the number of trials. So your expected frequency would be 60. That just means how many times we'd expect to roll that to if we rolled it 100 times. And the last question for you, if we had, um, let's say we had Mars bars and Snickers bag and you wanted to pull out how many times or what the relative frequency would be of you pulling out a Mars bar and you pulled out 100 Mars bars out of 400 trials or 400 attempts, what would you say the relative frequency was? Remember, it's the number of times you were successful divided by the number of times you tried. So it would be 100 divided by 400, which gives you 0.25. If this episode has got you in the mood for more revision or you just realised how close your exams are, then just head over to SenecaLearning.com where you can revise all your GCSE subjects absolutely free. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Anchor, you will find the link in the bio. If not, just type in SenecaLearning.com and you'll find us. And while you're at it, if you could rate us five stars and subscribe or follow all of our revised podcasts that cover every subject you need, then that will help other people find our podcasts.